0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Trained Weapons and Assault Tactics TWAT Tournament.
1: Yes, we are right now. We are in the clutch moment, the decider map on Consulate. It is a 1VO in favor of Valley Studios Gaming, a very unknown team who is trying to make a rise to the top against the well-known Ramrod. So, we're going to jump right back into the action where we left off. So right now we're seeing Z. He's kind of peeking down those stairs with IQ. He's looking around for that pulse. He wants to definitely feed. Oh my god! Razor Saint was just taken down by Bandit. He dropped down a hatch and was taken out very quickly. That's unfortunate. Razor is a top fragger on this team. Uh, If you were looking at
0: his iPad less, maybe he would have been helping. That
1: is certainly not an iPad, Zach. Now they're down to a 2v5. And this is not looking good. All right. Oh! One v five. Okay, not looking good, Aaron.
0: Not looking good. No,
1: it is not. And oh, oh, oh! He takes out the pulse. That's good. That's good. At least they can't be found by pulse's sensor anymore. And here comes another one. Smoke has been taken out. There goes that. No more holding back Z from pushing in last minute with those smoke
0: grenades. Couldn't help but notice he missed his first five shots. Oh my God! Bandit runs right into those bullets. Z could not have done this without Bandit's help, certainly. Yeah, the running around corners, guns blazing tactic did not work three times in a row. Surprising. No. Maybe it'll work a fourth time. He throws a grenade at the hatch,
1: blows the hatch, but that does not count for kill, Z. Very typical now of now we're
0: staring at the wall. This is a bold strategy, Aaron. Hopefully it'll pay off.
1: Who knows? He jumps around that wall. Doesn't look like it was going well for him. And he starts... Peeking the floor. He is definitely looking through the Aaron, floor. Is he gonna see anything? Look,
0: what kind of idiot looks through the floor hatch for a kill?
1: I have no idea. And he gets oh! a kill through the floor oh hatch! Oh my <laughs> god! That's a headshot against the Jaeger. Like Jaeger I is said, gone.
0: great strategy there, Aaron.
1: This should not be happening. Z is not this good. He is not what you would call a top fragger on this team, but look at him go. Less than a minute left. He's gonna try droning now. Maybe this is something he should have tried doing a little bit earlier. He goes into the OBJ, sees the hostage, and there he is. It is Lord
0: Chonk on his turret, and Z runs away. Now, this seems very it looks typical. Looks like he's been noticed, though, Aaron, and I really don't know where he's going to go from this. This is going to take some finesse. This is going to take some planning. Uh, That's things Z
1: is known to have. We
0: seem to be staring at a, at a floor tile. Oh, we're opening fire on the floor tile now. I'm not sure about that one. Uh, shades of an alcohol problem there. I would opinion. agree,
1: and you know what? He's just going to finish off that floor tile right there with a grenade. Again, Z that does not count towards your KD. I know you're probably trying to try, stack it in your favor. And he drops the hatch, and he peeks to where T'Chunka was There it is! Oh That's God! a goal for VSG, the the winning goal! Wait, no, no, Zach, this this, this is received.
0: VSG a is here. on fire now! Ramrod's gonna have to score another goal of their own if they want to get VSG off fire!
1: Wait, no, that is NBA Jam, this is Rainbow El CC. enemigo
0: casi la mata, pero el espíritu de lucha es
1: más fuerte! When do you speak Spanish? ¡Victoria, <laughs> VSG! Welcome to Ramblers, where we are talking about a subject today that hits us very close to home, particularly
0: with our own Valley
1: Studios gaming team. And that, of course, is the wonderful world of eSports.
0: As Aaron said, this does hit us really close to home, not just because, obviously, as we speak for our own professional eSports gaming team here at Valley Studios, but really just us as video game players, as video game lovers, as any person that sat in front of a bright screen way too close from what our parents wanted us to be with the lights out, and then telling us you're never going to make any money doing that. That's not true today. There are prizes going on. There are people making livings playing video games. Did we really see that becoming realistic, though, at least as prevalent as it is today? I really don't think we did, but what do you think? You
1: know, I don't think so. My father always told me video games would get me nowhere in life. But, you know, if we're going to talk about the prizes and where we've gone with it, we certainly need a point of reference to start with. So let's go back to the very first eSports tournament. For a
0: history lesson. All right, let's go for a history lesson here, folks. So, depending on who you talk to and, and what your research is, the earliest known gaming tournament, um, that, at least with a with sizable pers- uh, personnel and a prize, was 1972. And that was at Stanford University's AI laboratory, where right around 24 people piled in for a game, a tournament, of Space Wars. Do you remember Space Wars? Of course. You are a damn liar. Not a single person remembers the Space Wars. However, 24 people duked it out in, in just a battle royale. Grand prize, a year subscription to Rolling Stone magazine. showing Shelling out the big bucks <laughs> yeah, here. But prizes certainly have actually improved over time. They have improved, but we're not yet in the money. Uh, so really, if you go back, the first real credited eSports event in this regard is in 1980. There was a 10,000-entrant Space Invaders tournament. It's Not too shabby of a turnout because you actually meant 1,000. I meant 10,000. What? You're talking about time that predates the internet and advertisement 10,000 people made it to the Space Invaders Tournament, where, because you're probably asking, how do you have a Space Invaders Tournament? Well, you just play until you see who racks up the highest score, quite frankly. Aaron, can you guess what the prize for a day filled with Space Invaders for years of training for Space Invaders got you?
1: A couple thousand dollars. A
0: full-size Space Invaders cabinet.
1: I would be sick and tired of playing Space Invaders by then.
0: Rebecca Heineman, the person who won the tournament, said that exact same thing. Never wanted to play a sp- game of Space Invaders <laughs> ever again. She actually wanted to win the Atari uh, computer that they had.
1: Oh, would that go to second place? I think that was second place, yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. So um, when do we actually get cash into the mix here? Uh,
0: patience, patience. We got a little bit more history to go through here. 1997, your friend and mine in the first person shooter industry, Quake, held the Red Annihilation tournament. <gasps> I love
1: first-person shooters. We,
0: we, we are in Aaron's wheelhouse right here. And Aaron?
1: And first prize was what?
0: A Ferrari. What? Uh, not pr- not cash, but not too shabby, right?
1: No, I would gladly take that over, you know, uh, year subscription
0: to magazines. The grand prize winner drove off in his own brand new Ferrari. Well, no, it was used. I believe it was the lead developer's Ferrari, but still.
1: So when does um, esports really become a viable career choice for people?
0: Well, so following... Red Annihilation, we're talking still getting into 97, 98, mm-hmm. the tail end of the 90s here. That's where you started seeing these tournament organizations pop up. We're talking Cyber Athlete Pro League, the Pro Gamers League, QuakeCon, and prizes started coming up. Like okay. $15,000 for a prize pool, uh, up to about 10 years later, seven to 10 years later, about $150,000 in prizes. $50,000,
1: I could have that.
0: We're getting up there, right? Okay, yeah, we are. So then we start entering the 2000s. Mm-hmm. This starts becoming a little bit more prevalent. You start getting more and more uh, tournaments and uh, events being held, like you know the World Cyber Games, the Esports World Cup, and to a friend of mine, Major League Gaming. MLG! MLG. That's where we started getting the emergence of that. And also worth noting, as we're getting toward the tail end of the 2000s here, have you ever heard of the defense of the agents? dota you might know it as dota yeah dota which just started out as a modded game type for warcraft 3 the frozen throne became extremely popular sparking two young college boys to basically rip off dota (laughs) sorry and (laughs) develop their own game league of legends (gasps) everybody's heard of league of legends whether you've played a game of league of legends or not and this is where history starts being made because whether or not you like league of legends whether or not you could just never get gold rank and therefore hated the game, whether or not you don't like anybody who plays it, you hate the community, <coughs> whatever you will or want to admit, this is where esports really took off for America. With lol. With lol, Because uh, 2011, League of Legends held its first Worlds Tournament with the grand prize pool. I, I'm, I'm sorry, for a total prize pool, $100,000. Oh, not I bad. Could, no, I this is where we start thinking we can really start making money as gamers, right? $100,000. Oh, yeah. One year later, $2 million prize pool for what? League of Legends. In million, one year? In one year, we went from $100,000 to $2 million. That's
1: ridiculous. Now,
0: we hovered around that $2 million prize pool for the next three years. We're talking $2 million and some change, a little bit more change. 2015, we expanded to $5 million. Three more million entered into the marks. $5 million. We could make that. VSG. Well, you know... Uh, Petered off slightly. 2016, League of Legends went to $4.9 million for a prize pool. But really, by this point, nobody's talking about League of Legends anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to Dota, as Valve published Dota 2. Uh, a lot of people didn't think Dota 2 was going to take off with League of Legends beating it to the punch, so to speak. Mm-hmm. By 2014, its own version of its world tournament, the International, I believe it was the International 4 in this regard, $10 million prize pool. By 2017, $24 million <gasps> prize pool. And obviously, I'm just speaking about MOBAs right now. I'm not even touching things like EVO, Evolution, you know, which has had more than 20 years with the fighting game tournaments, has always offered prize pools, not huge ones, ever-growing, of course. I'm not even talking first-person shooters. <sighs> We're just, this is just the MOBA market. And the MOBA market really did help take off eSports for America. It has done wonders. It's getting huge. Um, are you sitting down? No, no. Obviously not. Dying. Obviously, you're not sitting down. Sorry. Uh, Fortnite. How do you oh feel about God, Fortnite? I hate that game. You hate Fortnite. Yes, I'm relatively annoyed by Fortnite, mainly because I'm just not good enough to play it. Let me guess. Prize pool of 25 million. 25 million. No. Um, 25 times four. What? Over the next year, Epic Games has announced they are pooling 100 million dollars toward the prizes for, for Fortnite competitions. And if I understand correctly, the grand prize winners of the big Fortnite tournament are going to be splitting a three million dollar prize <laughs> to themselves. Not a three million dollar prize pool three million dollar grand prize to themselves how would you like a million and a half dollars for winning a game of siege i'd I take it i'd take it so really we come full circle since the days in the late 80s when you know some of us were just playing super mario brothers uh, getting to the 90s with super nintendo the days we were told we were wasting our lives on video games there's actually a living in it now <laughs> i mean to make millions of dollars to play a video game and that that's actually something important to note is we're really just talking about esports here with mm-hmm. money um with League of Legends becoming as popular as it did that's what started doing wonders for the streaming community yes I know uh, history buffs streaming has been around a little bit longer than that and it has been bigger in other countries I mean by this point it's it's a meme that everybody knows that Korea had its own TV channel for Starcraft right but still here in America that was not really a, a big concept And these days um, I believe hotshot GG was one of the pioneers for it, teaching you that yes there was a market and watch, having people watch you play a video game with selling ad space, with learning tips and tricks, just mm-hmm. donations for your time. Um, in a lot of ways, uh, sort of like its own crowdfunding. Uh, pay for me to play this video game so that I can keep playing and teaching you things. Right. So, I mean, I'm a big MOBA fan, okay? I, I tracked League of Legends shortly after its start and started. And I, I've moved on to a lot of different MOBAs in the, in the genre. I've been watching them. Smite has its own um, world championship with nearly a $3 million, dola- $3 million prize pool. Um, you're more on the shooter end of this, and I know Valley Studios Gaming actively participates in this community. So as somebody who actually participates in it, Uh, Let me know how you've been going through this
1: right so I mean obviously Valley Studios gaming uh, which you can make sure you subscribe and like us I'll make I'll leave links below. Uh, We obviously actively participate in a bunch of tournaments one of the newest tournaments that came out is the go for tournament which is PlayStation exclusive. We're super excited to see just kind of burnt us on the long run on tournaments it's always been xbox and pc but that's all right we got our own anyways you know obviously with something like this you do spend a lot of time right you spend a lot of time practicing and warming up and of course our team has a bunch of adults who have children in real life, so we're very excited with um with these prize pools being put out there you know i mean the go for tournaments the uh mlg tournaments they're not huge for siege right now unless you get onto the main stage sort of stuff but what they're doing is they're opening it up to the amateurs like us. So what we're really seeing in the, um, the first-person shooter world, particularly with Siege, is the ability for newbies and amateurs to kind of actually get in there and play with the pros, which is a fairly new concept. Uh, a lot of your players beforehand, um, particularly for like your fighters, have actually had sponsors who have kind of sponsored them forward. And we're seeing that basically a team can be their own, which is really kind of uh, nice to have that
0: absolutely the sponsorships have also really taken off the idea of having a a professional gaming team with representatives and this is something that's capitalized off of the realization of not just tournament wins but of streaming revenue a lot of streamers you know as they attach themselves to a gaming team the team gets the cut of that the team gets exposure Mm -hmm. um in a lot of ways you know people have poked fun at the way Race car drivers walk around wearing, you know, Penzoil, McDonald's, Burger King all over themselves. But how many times now can you turn on a streamer and see Razor, you can mm-hmm. see Corsair, uh, obviously modeling what we want, our computer parts and our hardware. Right. Uh, it's, it's really, it, it, to me, it, it's fascinating and it's impressive. We have hit a point where video games are marketable, and playing them is a full-time job. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to be good enough for people to <laughs> want to watch you. I'm still having that problem. I don't know about <laughs> you, but... It really is. It's, it's fascinating as a market. Um,
1: you know, and when you, you talk about obviously needing the sponsors and stuff like that. And obviously, we don't sell out. This episode is brought to you by Design by Diane's. If you need to pick something up, any form of chipboard or craft, she can get it done. She does cup holders, scrubbies for your dishes. She has chipboard designs for Mr. and Mrs. Anything. If you've got a significant other's birthday coming up or maybe you forgot your anniversary, check out Design by Diane's. We obviously do not sell out.
0: That was awful.
1: That was my mother-in-law's company. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it was great.
1: Oh, we love you, Diane. I really do. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameless
0: plug. So, realistically, I- if you kind of date back, this is sort of what happened with, uh, with, world, with with world, frankly, with professional poker playing with Texas mm-hmm. Hold'em. Were you familiar with any of that?
1: I love watching it on TV, but it is definitely a vice, and I would never admit it to an audience.
0: Well, basically all I'm saying here is that, you know, Poker itself, uh, playing it professionally was it was, it was whatever, but Chris Moneymaker won the World Series of Poker, proving regular Joe can go do it a- and make millions. That is when it saw the big surgeons. That's kind of what happened here with gaming. You know, mm-hmm. th- I mean tournaments, like we said, since the ni- th- tournaments have been happening since the '80s, since the '90s. I mean, yeah, we're joking about how you could win a subscription to a magazine or a, or an arcade or a copy of a game you don't want to play ever again because you've mastered it. But realistically, uh, you know, you name it, first-person shooters, uh, uh, for, on- uh, for honor, racing games, uh, uh, f- uh, fighting games, uh, Smash Brothers, if you count that as a fighting game, and a lot of people don't, I'm sorry. Uh, there's, there's been tournaments, there's been prizes, mm-hmm. but the big money, the streaming, this is somewhat new. I mean, well, I shouldn't say some. you know, it's hard for me to realize we're already in 2018 now. Yes. And 2011 is really when LOL hit the scene in struck hard and whether or not law itself is losing out um, I think professional gaming is, is only growing what about you? Do, you do you think it's growing do you think it can possibly sustain this growth
1: so I think I think professional gaming is certainly growing again when you see tournaments opening up to even the amateurs and saying look we're gonna open it up and allow you guys to come in there obviously there's obviously some kind of pull right there's some form of revenue gain for them to pull people in whether it be sponsorships paying for their entry fee that sort of stuff or individuals paying for their entry fee. But what's interesting is, yeah, you might have a hundred and fifty million dollar prize pool over the whole tournament. Right. But if you've got Siege, right, five man team, and you're gonna take um hundred and fifty thousand dollars for your your top, because again, it's it's only been out three years. It's a fairly new game. It's certainly growing. It's grown another three million players this sure. you know in the in the last year. Um, but you take something like that where it's smaller. It's not like a COD or a Halo tournament. So the sure. prize pools aren't millions of dollars. They're they're 200000 hundred fifty thousand, two hundred thousand dollars for the grand prize. Absolutely. Split that amongst four people, right? If you have two hundred thousand or five people, you have two hundred thousand dollars split amongst five people, that's forty thousand dollars, right? Granted, it's better than what I made as a reporter, but it's for for the the amount of time you have to commit, the equipment you need to play and stay at the top, it's not enough. And I think that's where you see the tie in of streaming with these sorts of things. Because the real money for a lot of your pro gamers is coming from streams. Absolutely. You know, you have um you, you, you have like some of your teams like um, like Pengu from Penta Sports and he's actually a streamer as well. Right. And it doesn't just stop there, right? You have people like your shoutcasters, like you and me, because we were awesome at it. You have people like your shoutcasters who also have to stream to make a continued revenue because even though they're working for eSports, you have to have some sort of thing. So you have like Kickstar, who's also an active streamer on top of working for eSports as a
0: shoutcaster for Siege. Important worth noting though, a lot of the shout casters uh, varied between being um, on the development team for these games, on the PR team for these games, to being players who may not necessarily be part of the pro teams or even be good enough mechanically to be playing in the pro circuit, but are knowledgeable, are charismatic, so even Mm -hmm. consider that. uh, Opportunities and careers in gaming are opening up as long as you have a good personality and can prove you can kind of play the game that you're playing. I agree. Esports, consider this our demo tape. (laughs) Can you do a tooth sparkle for us?
1: I sure can. Oh, so anyways, God, we're good looking. Um, anyways, so I mean, I do think this is going to be something that's sustainable. Uh, you are seeing the fan base where they're selling out arenas for these tournaments, right? That's a
0: big deal, too. We're getting past con centers and into, or convention centers, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, hotels. Uh, if, if you ever watch any fighting game tournaments, you'd see the backdrop vary between someone's hotel room, somebody's apartment kitchen, to actual arenas now Mm -hmm. you're you're correct and these are big fanfare events um worth noting actually pretty fascinating uh, are you aware of part of some of the growth for this no the funding for these big prize pools which may or may not um add to its longevity and prove profitable throughout the future is a lot of these tournaments are now turning to i guess you could call it a form of crowdfunding okay approaching these pro gaming teams these counter logic gamings these uh team liquids tsm's and saying are you willing to donate five, you know, ten, whatever um, million worth of your revenue towards the tournament prize out, prize payouts. Think of how much bigger we can make the event, how much more we can offer, what it can do for the long term of eSports. Right. So in a way, too, they're getting these these professional teams that have profited from gamers, getting them to help fund these prize pools. That's why the money is really growing. Mm-hmm. Sort of creating its own gamers union in a sort of, sort of right. way.
1: Right. And so it certainly makes it um, self, self-contained so that you right. can, in fact, continue to grow it. Because, again... Right. It's, it, it's the same thing with YouTube. Right. If we could see a small growth, that small growth will then push us out to a larger growth. Right. You're going to see the same thing, obviously, with esports. It's interesting how, like, as we've hit this time, all this whole concept is full rounded from everything to like major leagues to us on that camera. Um, but it's really cool to kind of see because it makes me feel like we have a chance.
0: Well, not just that. I mean, well, you know, whether we're joking about you having a chance at being a professional gamer, um, we're being very serious about the fact that even the fact that esports exist means that you and I can sit here and talk mm-hmm. about, about esports.
1: It certainly does. It gives us a great topic for this week. But I do think this is something that we're going to be able to see hold in the long haul. Um, it's, getting its, it's getting its fan base. You have people who are becoming actually like team-based uh, fans. For me, I'm, I'm a Team Rogue all the way for Siege. I love Team Rogue. Um, I know Tanner is probably someone stupid like Supremacy. Uh, <laughs> <but> supremacy sucks. <that's laughs> supremacy fun. sucks. They may have beat us,
0: but that's besides the point. Who's Supremacy?
1: Team Supremacy is like number three in the world right oh, now. Oh, yeah.
0: They're terrible. Yeah, they're awful. They really we had, a, we had an stage. MLG
1: m- game against them. I am not splicing in footage of <laughs> it right now because we did awful. But they were also number three.
0: We
1: won two rounds. <laughs> we did win two rounds. Thank you, Tanner. Number uh, oh, three. Three. Oh yes, because we put them into overtime.
0: Anyways, Tanner, how do you say your last? How do you say your last name? Dornaker. T- Tanner Dornicker, director of this show, Valley Studios. <laughs> yes. Um, so,
1: anyways, I think it's something that we definitely do will see uh, going for the long haul. Um, I don't know if it's ever going to be as big as pro sports, but it's certainly making its mark in the world. It's 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 niche. It's definitely niche, but it's got a bigger following I think than most people ever expected when it kicked off.
0: Well, and I'm not going to try to count all my eggs in one basket here, try to get a little delusional or naive here, but professional sports themselves are starting to see a dip. Mm -hmm. Not that we're going to get political at all, but there's a lot of politics permeating the professional sports scene. There are fewer and fewer people watching. And let's be honest, it's also a generational thing. Mm -hmm. Um, The kind of sort of people that are watching a Siege tournament or a League of Legends worlds are probably not watching the Super Bowl. (laughs) So it's (laughs) it's definitely a different demographic in the first place. Whether it gets as big and prevalent as... Professional sports, um, uh, you know, I could sit here and tell you I don't see that happening. But then again, did anybody see professional sports becoming as big as they became
1: when they started? Probably not.
0: If you're t- going back to the '20s and '30s, did you ever think they would tell one of those guys, uh, you know, um, someday we're going to pay a shortstop 150 uh, or sorry, 250 million dollars to be a shortstop? No. And I'm su- and that's just the last figure I'd ever heard. I'm sure money's gotten even more ridiculous since then. Right. Uh, it's it's the scale. I think with teams pouring their own money into making events bigger, I think mm-hmm. events are going to grow even larger. Um, right. do, you think, do you think it's healthy for the, you know, something I've been asked uh, a few times? Do you think it's healthy for the world that there is a pro gaming scene? I mean, really think about this. I'm not trying to get too controversial, but well, no, think of like pro sports. In some way, pro sports does promote um, physical acumen, uh, a healthy lifestyle. Um,
1: it, it does and it doesn't, right? At the same time, how many times have pro sports teams lobbied against the um, the, concussive, the concussive injuries that Very come from too. football, right? You, there are actual health issues that come out of something like that. And I'm not going to sit here and say that, oh, gamers don't get health issues. I'm sure you see a lot of gamers who, if they did this for 15 years straight, they end up with carpal tunnel or something like that, right? I mean, it's all about, for professional sports players, the same is going to be true for professional gamers, is you have to keep yourself in health. But to me, plain and simple, that is a personal thing. That is not right, a like I'm sorry, professional gaming should not have to be like, oh, and uh while we have while we're on this break, let's do a quick little video clip of what Zach does to keep himself in health. And suddenly we have the Rocky theme playing and Zach, you're running up a bunch yes, of stairs. I eat an
0: entire pizza right. to myself.
1: <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like I, to me, sports has never been one of those like it's never been a professional sports player to tell me to be healthy. Sure. Right. If I'm watching hockey, right? I'm a hockey fan.
0: If I'm watching hockey, I'm
1: watching it for the game. I'm not going, oh, God, look at his leg muscles ripple as he goes down the ice. That
0: is exactly what he says when we watch hockey. Don't
1: What's let him fool you. Sh- you're not supposed to tell my secrets. But the point is, is like to me, like hockey doesn't tell me I need to keep in shape. Right. Right. My body and the aches and pains I
0: feel in the morning that I shouldn't be feeling at 30 years old is what tells me you should probably get yourself back in shape. Absolutely. I'm I'm in full agreement with you there. Um, it's easy to poke fun at the, because, you know, we are gamers, and no matter how successful gaming becomes, there's still the gamer stigma. Uh, and there are embarrassing moments. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody's heard of the, the League of Legends streamer, uh, who I will not name uh, for lawsuit reasons, but who got scurvy because he literally did not eat, you know, anything with vitamins in it for so long. Right. But, and and it comes with the territory of, as people say, being just a, a shut-in video game kid who now is making millions of dollars and being out right. on his own.
1: But then are we to assume that all sports players are also abusive? I mean, how many times is it? But you know what I'm saying? Like, how many times does it happen in the media, right? How many times do we hear about professional uh, football players or basketball players who they're caught on camera beating a woman? Like, but the truth of it is is I don't assume that about
0: every sports player. No, and you're absolutely right. I mean, the
1: ones that I went to high school with, I assume that about every single one of you mofos. But I don't... (laughs)
0: It's the stigma that's going to follow gamers and professional gaming everywhere we go, right? And that's just unfortunately going to be the fact of the matter. I don't know if that'll get any better or what will make it better, but the, stereotype, it's there. the
1: stereotypes are always there for all of it. And you know what? It allows us to play jokes at everything.
0: Absolutely. Um, however, keeping you know, I've I've money trailed on this a ton. Basically, here we are. Um, you know, like I said, thirty years ago, just playing video games because they're fun. Games would track scores. These days, there's an actual living to be made. I mean. How, how cool would it be to play your favorite video game? You'd probably have to turn it into a job at some point where it's right. A little less fun than it started out casually, of course. but to retire after, after playing, you know, imagine if there were a super Mario tournament and you win it and, and not only did you just play your favorite video game, but now you've won $5 million, right? You're like, ah, oh, hell, I'm good. So <laughs> let this be a lesson for all of you. As you're growing up, as your parents tell you, video games are rotting your brain. Video games have no value for your life. Um, that's not actually true. There's a living to be made in it.
1: There certainly is. Um, and it's kind of funny. Sorry, I wanna, I'm going to take one last rant here. Is I take think back to um, the old uh, Carol Burnett show. And I can't think of the name of it right now, but she plays like an older mom. And even though she was younger, she plays like an older mom. And she talks about like uh, her son, who became a video game developer. True. And he comes home or whatever, and she's so excited. But she actually has no idea what it is he does. She just knows he's making this really killer living. And she finally asks him, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I... Develop video games. And she had told him his whole life that that wouldn't lead to anything. So it's kind of, now granted, that's completely different. What we're talking about with MLG, but there is money to be made. And if it's not in the MLG world, it certainly isn't developing because I don't think video games are going anywhere.
0: I think I'm in agreement with you. If anything, I think they're on the way up. Mm-hmm. So, kids, keep gaming (laughs) stick to your guns i was about to say stay in school but yeah (laughs) (laughs) so that's gonna do it for us tanner put
1: your hands down i have to do a sign out real quick we appreciate you guys joining us this week as we talked about the wonderful world of esports make sure you like subscribe comment don't forget we are an amazon associate or something like that i'm going to kick you as soon as i get done tanner for shaking the camera so make sure you uh if you're going to amazon looking for any games siege god of war we talked about that last week uh, make sure you use the amazon associates link we'd be really grateful it helps us out and of course don't forget about our patreon page where you can become a member of our exclusive community get behind the scenes videos photos and of course early access to all of our video and audio because um, this is technically a video podcast so you could take the audio versions from anchor and itunes take us on the road with you as you drive because you should not be watching while you
0: drive distracted driving is not a victimless crime
1: that is right Mins put the can phone down and stop watching us just listen to us. Anyways, thanks so much for joining us. We're really excited to have you guys here. And of course, don't forget that we have other things going on, not just Valley Studios Gaming. Um, no, including yes. Valley Studios Gaming. Of course. We also have we have Ramblers, which you're watching. We Chuck have the Valley Studios Gamescast and yes, Chucky Chicken. So, make sure as well you- as
0: the fact that our team streams regularly.
1: Yes, they do. Gooch. Get on it, man. Every Friday, you can watch uh, THC Gooch, Steven Rosales stream on our YouTube channel. And sometimes you can catch me over on our Twitch channel. If you haven't checked that out, it's ram underscore tv underscore. So just throwbacks to the old old stuff. Absolutely. Um, also, I'm too lazy to make new stuff. So make sure you check us out. Thanks for joining us. And of course, next week, we are talking about...
0: What are we talking about next week? Stuff. It's good stuff.
1: It's good stuff, so make sure you you stay tuned, and we will see you guys later.